Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller. I am Amir, Chris Ferguson, a.k.a. Fergie. We'll be on in a second. Just going to update you guys on everything that we're going to get into. Um, going to get into our fictitious money and bets. And obviously, um, we're going to extend it uh, beyond just one day. We're going to do a couple of days into it, into this coming week. And then we're going to get into the Harden ordeal. What is going on? Why is Cleveland picking up more centers? Um, and then the COVID uh, outbreaks that are happening throughout the league. And then we're going to get into a little comedic entertainment value, for the pathetic stories of our uh, basketball and athletic uh, attempts. And then we're going to get into our game. Hopefully you like it. And uh, I'll see you on the other side. So you did not have another good week with your fictitious bets or fictitious money bets. Yeah, I know, I know. You went one for four. I did a two for two. So you were down 500. And so that takes you to 10,800. And that takes me down to, oh, I'm sorry, 10,300. And that takes me down to 9,000 or up to 9,600. All right, I'm still up on the year though. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. You're still, well, you're down, yeah, you're still up 300 overall. I'm I'm still trying to catch up to you. But all right, let's uh, let's get to the games this week. I got, let's just do throughout the week. I'm going to pick three games. You pick one or the other side. Okay, we'll go. So we got Monday, we got a big game because of a pretty big trade we'll get into uh, in a little bit, but Bucks versus Nets. Um, you know what? I'm going to go Bucks. I'm going to go Bucks. I I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what Kyrie's situation is going to be like, if he's even going to be <laughs> anywhere near the game uh, or the arena uh, mentally and physically. Uh, but then also, we don't even know what the team is going to even look like. I mean, trade away a bunch of pieces and... Uh, I mean, we'll see. So I think the Bucks uh, have that that core nucleus that'll that'll play well. I think they'll come out a, a slight winner. Uh, I'm actually going to go with you too. I'm going to bet a hundred on the Bucks. How much are you going to bet on? I'm going to bet two hundred. Two hundred. Okay. Uh, and the reason I think they're going to win is because, um, well, I think so. They've said that Harden could be potentially eligible for Saturday's game, tomorrow's game, and so will Kyrie if they both test negative. Um, I just, I think the Bucks are going to look at that and be like, this is our first chance to just stick it to them, you know, be like, no, no, no you guys, you, just because you guys have the three, you know, three head monster doesn't mean that you're going to come into the East and try to dominate. Um, so I'm, I'm picking the Bucks. Yeah, I like that. All right. Wednesday's game, Suns versus Grizzlies. Cause I think this is just going to be a fun game to watch. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watch. All right. So you go first. Who do you think? I'm going to pick Suns. I'm going to put uh 200 on the Suns. All right, uh, Suns. Hey, man, they they're the team right now. I definitely like them. I'm gonna pick the Suns as well, but I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go three hundred. Uh, he's trying to redeem himself from last week. And then the last game we got a uh, Friday night Celtics versus the 76ers. Oh, man, where's it? Is it at 76ers? 
It's at 70. It's in Philly, yeah. Oh, man. All right. I, Does it really matter right now? <laughs> I mean, I guess no, but from travel standpoint, it matters a little bit, you know. I mean, these guys can't be super comfortable on their <laughs> their first class everything. But uh, no, you know what? I'm going to say Boston on the road. I'm just going to call Boston, and I'm going to call it for uh, for 100. I think, I think Boston, man, they're – they're they're their team. I, I really like them a lot and I could see them uh being in the Easter Conference Finals and I don't know, they're my early pick to uh to make it to the to the championship, the finals. Well, um logic is out the window when it comes to the Celtics with me, so I just can't vote for them or cheer for them. So I'm going with seventy sixers and I think the seventy sixers are I think a better overall team I think than the Celtics right now and so I'm betting 200 with this Philly even though I don't necessarily like Philly either but I'm picking them over I mean, you gotta pick one of the two so my yeah 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 and if it's it's literally like if the Clippers Celtics play I'm just not betting that game ever because I don't want neither team to win so um okay now going back to the Nets so there was a pretty huge trade that happened everybody knows about it at this point but um you give me your winner loser in that Fourteen technically trade sequence. Yeah, um, well, absolutely. I think the Rockets were, you know, a big, a big winner in this, and the reason being is for uh, draft pick purposes. I know they could be later, uh, you know, later in the round um, picks, but I do believe that setting themselves up for for a good future for a guy who didn't want to be there anymore. First and foremost, I mean, a that's cancerous on your team. And uh, create such a terrible dynamic with your superstars and the rest of the team. So getting them out of there and getting things back from getting pieces, uh, I thought that was great. I mean, you get Oladipo who, hey, he wanted out of Indy, right? Now he's teamed up with John Wall. I mean, he could say, this is a spot for me. I want to play here with with John Wall. So you got you know, him there, uh, Dante Exum. Uh, you got three first-round picks three additional first-round picks. Yeah, four first-round picks overall. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Four first-round picks, three yeah. from Brooklyn, one from Milwaukee. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. doesn't matter what those picks are, how late in the uh, how late in the first round they are, they could use those as, as trade pieces to get uh, – trade two of those to get uh, – to move up and get a higher first round. So, I definitely like what they're doing. It's very similar to what uh, you saw the 76ers and the Pelicans do over the last five-plus years get yeah. the draft picks and, uh, you know, turn them into something good. So, All right, so who's your loser? My loser's the Nets, man. Um, okay. I'll be honest, this thing doesn't work for a few different reasons. If Kyrie never comes out of his shell and, uh, and plays again, or one guy gets hurt, I mean, we're seeing Harden. Now, Harden put on the freshman 15. During the- freshman 45. <laughs> um, I mean, he's still balling, don't get me wrong, but – if this thing doesn't pan out, I mean, they really set themselves back. I mean, it's it's kind of like when they traded for Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and yep. uh, was it Rajar Rondo? Was he there? No, no it was Paul Pierce and uh, Garnett. And Garnett, just the two? Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. when they did that, I mean, it didn't work, and they set themselves back uh, significantly. So I feel like the same thing could happen here. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let me – would you have taken that package right there or Ben Simmons – say another player and two draft picks from the 76ers um if i was the rockets yeah ben simmons and a couple draft picks say another player on their squad that you might like and then two draft picks uh no the reason being is i think oladipo matches up well with wall better than ben simmons does 
being, being, being point guards on there, I feel like Oladipo complements Wall a lot better than Ben Simmons would. Uh, okay. Simmons can't play off the ball, and we see John Wall is tremendous with the ball, how fast he is, you know, moving it up and down. So um, I don't think that would have been a good one-two punch Wall and Simmons. So, no, I, I think uh, the Oladipo deal was better for them. Okay. Um, so I, I actually – that's the, a bunch of podcasts I was listening to. A lot of them were discussing, you know, would you have taken Simmons and who he is and how young he is and how good he is right now? And I agree with you. Well, my agreeing with you is that he still has nobody around him for them to be potential contenders. So why would you take a young player, not have any, have any assets to add to the roster, and then be relying on two draft picks that are potentially not going to be great draft picks anyways because some Sixers aren't going to be, you know, uh, crappy for any time soon. So at that point, yeah, you take any all, any and all because you gave up so many draft picks for Chris Paul anyways. Yeah. Right? So right now, and then they got two draft picks from for the Covington trade. So they have a good amount of players. Plus, I mean, think your starting lineup is John Wall, P.J. Tucker, Christian Wood, you have Oladipo and you have Cousins. That's not a fucking bad lineup. No, not at all. Even in the West, that's a formidable team that, you know, could be in the bottom tier of a, of a playoff push, I think. Yeah. You keep some of those guys moving forward. Oladipo is not very old. And then you got John Wall, who still, if he, could, you know, comes back healthy and stays healthy for the year. Um, that's a solid would, going forward. Yeah, I would give them over uh kings i pick them just as equivalent as memphis with all the injuries they have like i, I think john wall has something to prove i think christian wood has something to prove with his contract uh, cousins obviously is trying to get a contract so he and then they also have eric gordon coming off the bench yeah daniel house off the bench they have a pretty decent i'm not saying great but they have a decent and then Ben McLemore, you keep forgetting about him. Like they're they're not horrible. They're going to be competing at least more than they were with Harden half assing it up and down the court. Yeah, um, I think the key piece to this is going to be um, for the future. Is does Oladipo fit in well with those guys, and can they mesh? If they can create a nice one-two with him and Wall, and you can lock Oladipo for for a nice lengthy yeah. contract there. Uh, you know, I like I like that backcourt a lot, and I, I think they could really be setting themselves up, um, you know, to be to be a very solid team for a while. Yeah. They, they were already solid, but this continues that trend of a nice playoff run. And and if 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 it doesn't work out, you can always package Oladipo in like one of the draft picks for something else. You know, like you have so many draft picks, you can just create a bundle to get a next superstar next to Wall to you know, expand the roster and make it better. I mean, they have so many options. I don't think the loser is the Nets. I think they made a bad decision. I think they gave up too much. But I think the stupid team is the Cavs. What the fuck are the Cavs doing picking up another center? I'm looking at the roster. They literally, on their roster, have five centers. And I'm not even saying, like, like, power forward centers their label is a fucking center <laughs> they're like going back to 1987 where like centers were the priority well i mean Harry, it, you, we don't know what the gm is thinking right maybe they need to get some stuff off the books they're trying to put themselves in situation to tank and to trade a few of these pieces um i mean they got a really nice backcourt so yeah they're going to trade one or two of those guys probably around trade time and uh, acquire a few more picks, right? You can imagine that being the case. Uh, right. Get a few more picks. You got two super young 
guys in the backcourt. So if you can surround with five or six picks over the next two years in the, in the draft, uh, maybe you, maybe you hit on one of them. That's what you got to be thinking right now. So, yeah, I, I'm assuming. So the guy, Jared Allen, I would, I think he fits their age group better. So I feel like you keep him and then you, you know, match him up with the two guards. I think because he's just like a rim runner, you know, yep. um, but then you, I mean, you have Marcus Bolton. I don't know who he is, but then you also have Andre Drummond, who's yep. just making, he's making 28 fucking million dollars. Yeah. And then you have Kevin Love still on your contract, who's technically at this point a center, if you can stay on the fucking court. You have Thon Maker, who's barely playing. You have JaVale McGee, who's on, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That roster, um, yeah, the, the roster moves that they made to, to acquire those type of guys, you wonder what's going on yeah. with the GM. And then on the uh, for the Nets perspective, so they have two two MVPs on their team. But let me break. Let me. This is what I'm thinking. Okay, so they had Kevin Durant, who got beat by the Golden State Warriors in a great matchup, went and joined them, won a couple of championships, and is like, "Fuck it, I'm out." Yep. Kyrie, who's on multiple playoff teams. And now the reports come out on the last season with the Cavs. He didn't even talk to his teammates for the last month of the season going into the playoffs. He decides he wants to be the only man, goes to Celtics, does shit there, injure, injury, and then comes back. And they were better without him. So he's like, fuck it, I'm out. He goes to Nets. And then now you have a guy who basically just quit on his team. He, he comes in over out of shape, goes to strip clubs, gets, you know, all those fines matching up with Kyrie who just disappears. Like, I don't, you know how the Clippers, everyone came out saying the Clippers had this weird chemistry kind of animosity towards each other because the old veterans were kind of pissed at the, at Kawhi and PG. Yeah. Well, because the rest of the squad is going to be looking at these three, four. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't know what that dynamic is going to look like. And, uh, that's why I think it could be the obviously the biggest bust, and that's not going out on a limb. If they don't win it this year and one of the guys moves on or they trade somebody because it doesn't work out, then, yeah, they're going to be kicking themselves um, in a few years. But I just don't know if it's going to work. It very well could, and if Kyrie comes back, man, they could just be monsters out there smashing teams every single night. I I don't think it's going to happen. I just I yeah. don't think they have the three personalities that are going to be unselfish enough to make it happen. It's I think well more importantly it's all going to fall on KD. KD I don't this is going to probably be the first time that actually all three of them because there's nobody else on that roster right now they have to guard those one of those three has to guard the best player on the other team. Yeah. Has to. Like there is no Harden doesn't have to guard uh Clay Thompson or Steph Curry or Clay doesn't have to you know or Kyrie doesn't have to chase Steph around. You know, or KD has to guard LeBron or Kawhi or PG. Like, these guys have to play both ends of the court. Is it going to affect them on the offensive end? Is it because they have no defense? Or they're going to call up uh, Syracuse and learn how to run that. Uh, that, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the thing that's going to save them. You know, the other thing, I, I all these years in Houston, all these rumors came out that D'Antoni and Harden didn't always get along. Hmm. I didn't hear that. Dan Tony is an assistant 
in Brooklyn. Can't can't always uh, believe the media, my man. Dude, we're the media now, homie. We gotta believe us. <laughs> uh, you can't always believe some of that stuff. The you know, I don't know. That's not always what it what's cracked up to be, but it it sells papers and everything. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I mean, look. If nothing else, if nothing else, it's definitely gonna be a team you're gonna watch. It's, yeah. it's on a Tuesday night when there's middle of you know next month if there's nothing on you're going to be watching that if that game pops up you're watching it no matter who they're playing okay, just- and you know what I do like too I mean somebody said something I saw was pretty silly but they said oh is the east the better the better uh, league now I don't think it is but there's definitely a uh, they've they've narrowed the gap for sure the east has four really solid teams right now I think that the, the top tier of the east is better than the top tier of the West because for I think the top tier in the West at, at right now would be Lakers Clippers, and right? Dallas is sketchy, homie. You just got K uh, KP back, so like we still got to see how he translates. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, they'll, they'll be okay. I mean, they beat up on each other, so the records aren't going to show. But uh, yeah, no, I, I do think the East is has gotten a lot better. Um, you know, with a couple. The, top, of the, the bottom is horrific like yeah, between you know the rest of that the rest of that is just it's not i mean i'm not watching it like I, I will struggle to watch some of those games but i will say there are some players like uh uh lamello i if he's on if their game is on i'm watching that game like i want him on in on uh on the court and in the game at, as much as possible so um i i think he's done a Really good job of getting attention for a team that no one really pays attention to. Absolutely, I'm glad you brought him up. I, I think he's fantastic. Watching him play, he. I think we talked about this on one of the other pods. Him versus his brother. Yeah. What he does, filling up the stat sheet, but it's not just for stats alone. I mean, he's he's passing. He's doing the right. He's doing the right things out there. Um, yeah, his his value is definitely rising. I, I really like. And, and you're right. Uh, they're definitely fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, there's some ga- some teams you're just like, I guess I'll watch. But, like, there's, like, like I said, Phoenix versus the Grizzlies. If John Morant is back, and hopefully I'm hoping he's back soon, like, that's a matchup I'd want to see. Booker versus Ja, Chris Paul, you know, like, that's that's yeah. a squad I want to see. So, um, I, I think, yeah. So, let's get into a kind of a downer. Uh, because of all the things that have been going on with COVID, they canceled quite a few games. And they keep doing it. And then they've insisted on new protocols of not really handshaking before and after games um, just to make sure, you know, contact tracing and stuff like that doesn't happen more and more. But um, it's kind of disappointing, but it's understandable. Um, do you think a bubble needs to be implemented? Oh, man, I don't know. That's going to be hard to do for a 71 or 72 game season. I mean, that's that's yeah. really tough if you're yeah. – you're putting them in the bubble for that long. We already saw kind of what it did at the end of the bubble. Those guys, you could kind of tell in some of the interviews and stuff like that. Sure, it was like a summer camp for a little bit, have some fun, but after a while, it can kind of get draining on those guys. So yeah, especially if you're not family or friends near you, you know. Yeah, being being gone for that long. I mean, those guys would be gone for another six, seven months straight. If you think about it, if you're running deep into the playoffs, maybe even longer than that. And I don't know. I don't know if it's you know that. Uh, that early to say, Hey, let's do the bubble. But 
we'll see if it continues to pick up. They may have to say, hey, let's put it on pause for two weeks and have everybody quarantine their own teams and do something like that. So they may they may get a little stricter on their own team's guidelines. Yeah. I, well, uh, what's the name? Gordon from Orlando suggested they should do a bubble in either in either Miami or in Hawaii or the Bahamas and include their families. I'm like, um, can I get an invite? I would have gladly go there with you know with the wifey for the for what three months. I mean. Hey, as crazy as it sounds, that's not a bad idea. If you're like, hey, you get to bring five people, ten people, whatever you want to do. Now, now here's the thing also. It's tough because what about the guys who have kids in school and all that stuff? Like you can't just uproot them for eight months and say go on a vacation in the bubble. But like the concept works and you would have to think, I don't know, but does Gordon have any kids? Is he married? No, that's what, I feel like he probably doesn't have kids. He's like, you know, uh, family, wives girlfriend yeah, exactly. he's, he's looking at it as a as a six-month party where everybody there is just in a bubble and safe and you can have fun so well what if some i mean some of these guys you know do their thing they may have wives and girlfriends do they, do they all get to come <laughs> some of them I more than just some of them as mentioned well, Lou's very clear. But, uh, Lou Williams has got a girlfriend and a girlfriend, and they're very okay with that status. So, I mean, whatever works for him. Yeah. Um, okay, going to a little more brighter side of things, we're going to reintroduce a little segment called Pathetic Athlete Moments. I have plenty of them in my career. I don't know if you have as many, and I'm dying to hear one of yours. So... All right. Well, I mean, it's it's not about me, but it's a story that I thought was pretty funny, and I don't know if I've shared it in the past. Before. See, this motherfucker never has any fucking. Okay, so people that don't know, Chris Ferguson is just an all around all around athlete, and I fucking hate him for it. So fuck you. <laughs> all right. Well, let me get into my story then. So, so in college, one of our teammates. So we're uh, after practice, we're doing film session, and you know, lights are kind of down, so you can see the monitor and everything. And coach looks over and one of our seven footers, he's, he's sitting there and you can kind of see his eyes getting heavy and all of a sudden he's nodding off. So the coach looks at him and and yells his name and the whole team turns and looks and he, he gets called out by the coach for sleeping during film session. And his only response, the first thing he could think of was, I was blinking coach. Everybody starts busting up because they're thinking blinking for like blink. three minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> the longest blink ever in the history of mankind. <laughs> uh, whatever anybody's caught napping, it was just I'm blinking, going. That's funny. It was pretty classic. He, uh, yeah, he was the butt of a lot of jokes after that for sure. Um, did was he a starter? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, mine, most of mine revolve around you being around there on the uh, because you're on the team with me. But um, this one, I, I told the one about the 2.7 second story. I think I told that story. So yep. the uh, this one was, this was like a summer league game. So I don't know if you were late or if you just weren't there because you were in like an AAU game, whatever. I don't even know if you were there, honestly. But for some reason, I got a lot of playing time that game. There you go. And at one point, I, 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 the first time he put me in, 
I don't know. And I was like basically with the starters, you know, like three, three of the five were starters. And that never happened in my fucking career. So I'm like, I, so I get the rebound and I just take off running. And like, I'm crossing up fools at mid court. Like I'm like in a crowd of people, I'm like weaving through them and I get to the lane and I just throw up this like lob pass shot thing. And it fucking goes in though. Like it goes in. So I'm hyped, whatever. There we go. go on deep, do my thing. And I just start like being aggressive, like hella aggressive on offense. I don't pass the ball for like the good three, four possessions. <laughs> the coach called the timeout. And he fucking brings us to the side. And I'm fucking like, I scored two baskets. I'm like, yeah, we got this shit going. Good rhythm. He looks at me. He's like, let's start passing the ball a little bit more. Fuck you. <laughs> he benched me. He sat me for that after that. I was like, all right. You have your time to shine. He did not let me fucking shine. What? He was like, nah, this motherfucker gets no no rhythm because we can't have him shine if Chris Ferguson comes back. Come on, we got to have Fergie have all the shots. Come on, man. <laughs> that was, it wasn't even like, like, it was like, I'm doing well. I'm not, like, I think I might have had, okay, so you put me back in and I had a turnover because I was doing the same shit. I was just like fucking, like, I was pulling every trick I could ever pull on the, like, on you know in the courts like street ball whatever like behind the back between three guys dribble between the leg whatever i was trying to just like impress i was like fuck it this is the only time i might get to play in a game i'm gonna try to do something to get some like notoriety i turned the ball over at once and it like instantly like sub sub yeah dick damn man wait you had your shine though dribbling in between everybody I look, I don't know if it looked good. It probably looked sloppy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> in your mind, though, the way you explained it, you were balling, okay? They were like, this dude is having a seizure and a panic attack in the middle of these guys. <laughs> uh, but hey, that was my, that was it. So I, needless to say, I didn't play much more in that tournament <laughs> after that. Um, I was thinking about this the other night when I was watching them play. So looking at the Warriors, they obviously don't have enough to to compete with the top tier teams in the West, right? You agree? Right. Okay. Do you, at some point, and it doesn't have to be the first, you know, month or whatever, do you start sitting a couple guys here and there, and maybe uh, some back to backs pulling stuff a little bit, thinking that hey, if we can kind of tank without tanking purposely. We can get another solid pick, maybe like a Wiseman, if you really take that bad. And then when Clay comes back, you're set up like for a really, really strong run next year. Do you do that, or do you just say we're not going to waste a, a year of Curry and we just we go for it and maybe we make the seven or eight seed and you know it's not going to be a great draft pick? What do you think? Well, they're tied for seventh place right now. Yep, but a lot of guys are real. Um, Right now, basically, like, look, one team that I really try to not really talk too much about is my Lakers, but they're above and beyond the best team in the league. Like, that's why there's literally no coverage on them because there's nothing to cover about them. They're just beating people. But um, the rest of the league, especially, yeah, both East and West, I'm looking at the, like, be third through, fuck, 13 are within three games of each yeah, other. Yeah, but that's right? what I'm saying. I mean, if in games, the losing streak, Golden State could be in the in the 12th seed. I mean, at a certain yeah. point in time, that's not a team that's contending for you. So 
do you get seventh or eighth, get swept in the first round, and then lose out? Or knowing that you got Clay coming back, another super superstar, give Wiseman as many shots and as much time as you can, and and Wiggins, and really see those guys improve and set yourself up for the next two years. I mean, I don't, I don't know the right the right or wrong answer is just. Well, let me ask you. So, would you if you were on, you know, college over teams? Did you play better when you had better players around you on your team, or did you play worse when you had, you know, lower tier players next to you? You probably played better when you had higher tier players, of course, right? Of course. So then, that's the thing. Like, I feel like if you sit Steph, if you sit um, uh, Green, then Wiseman is just playing with a bunch of players that aren't going to be on his team next year anyway. Yeah, no, right? I don't mean sit. I mean, hey, here's the thing. Like some back-to-backs and things like that. Maybe you you put Wiseman in situations the next game if he's your focal point. Or, or yeah. this game, you know, even if Steph is playing, you really try to to load up his touches in the block and kind of give him a little bit more of that offense. Uh, there's ways to do it without saying, Steph, you're not playing tonight. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I, I don't so, – I think as long as they're in – even if they're like, look, seventh seed and you play the Clippers – you don't know what you're getting against the Clippers. That's true. Especially right now, you know, especially right now. So, um, you, I think, I think just because of how that team is developed, um, and they have so many young players, you don't want those young players if they're, you're going to keep them to 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 develop bad habits because they don't then they don't know their roles, yeah. right? So I think you keep like just same thing with like. Um, Portland, like, or Dallas, or, I mean, look, Denver is not even the t- their eighth seed. They're tied with Golden State. Like, all these teams are tied. You play, they, you're not going to figure things out probably. I'll be honest, so the way it's going, probably 60 games into the season yeah. with about 10 left to even see if you're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's just right? hard looking at knowing that you have a guy. And, and I, But I guess we don't know, I mean, how Clay's going to come back after after this one also. But knowing that you guy got a guy that – is coming back next year, you know, uh, if everything goes well, that's an all-star caliber player. So if you could get another guy on top and then even a free agent, I mean, you could truly be back in the mix for something. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely don't disagree with that, but I, I don't, th- it, well, it's also too early to say, but I wouldn't approach it that way. I think uh, because you never know injuries for other teams might catapult them. Up. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if it's the right move. I'm just wondering, you know, that that's a thought out there, you know, for people people are going into that tank mode nowadays. And speaking of injuries, there's been a lot of really I mean, I sent you a couple of messages. Like these are like some of them are role players, but they're relevant role players. Some of them are studs on their teams that are just dropping like flies. Yeah, it's definitely unfortunate. And they were talking about with you know, with the COVID, with COVID and everything, uh potentially expanding the rosters a little bit more so that way there's enough players, because I think what the other night the Heat didn't even have enough players to fill the fill the yeah. roster for the uh, for the game. So yeah. expanding that, maybe bring up some of the G League guys. Hey, it could help them, but uh, you know we'll see. But then the other side of it is, if you bring more, there's more potential of spread. That's right? very true. So figuring out how you're going to do that, maybe you quarantine two extra guys for a couple of weeks, and then you you know get them with the team. But I don't know. We'll see. They're going to piecemeal it together a little bit and figure out how they can keep this thing rolling, kind of like the NFL, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. And then uh, one quick update, Carl Anthony Towns just tested positive, and that's unfortunate because he lost so he lost his mother and he said he lost six other family members too. Yeah, you uh you you just hope and so, uh hope that everything's okay for him. Yeah. For yeah, every that's, for that's everyone, awesome. of course, but uh that's yeah. tough knowing how many people he's lost. Yeah, so uh, you got anything else on there uh, on your agenda? Not, not for that. No, just a couple. Uh, yeah. All right. So it is time for what time is Game it? Game time. There we go. All right. This is plain and simple. I'm gonna give you trivia questions. You're gonna give me trivia Damn, questions. Let's do it. Long week. We just make it fucking simple as hell. Oh. <laughs> All right. Mine is one question. Three strikes, you're out. Okay. Ooh, okay. And then I got I got four kind of uh, multiple choice questions here for you. Okay. Cool. Okay. So now that Harden is with Kai uh, with a uh, KD, that makes two MVPs on the same team. Okay. In the history of the NBA, there has been eleven teams with two players that have won the MVP together. Okay. Can you name either the teams or the players? Um, okay. I will tell you this. I will tell yeah, you this. One, two, three. You should know. You should probably guess. There's 11. You should probably get, let's say, seven of them. All right. We'll see. All right. We got Lakers. Okay, no, okay, fuck that. You gotta name the players. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so we got Lakers. We got Shaq and Kobe. Nope. Wait, what? Have won MVPs together. Oh. Shaq. Okay. Not- Kobe had won it. Okay, I got. You. Kobe had won it. So players that have won the MVPs that are on the same team together, like KD and Harden, have won MVPs, and now they're on the same team. Does that make yes. sense? Understand. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, can I go with Olajuwon and Barkley? Olajuwon, Hakeem, and Barkley. Correct. That's okay. one. Uh, can I go with, well, I don't know if he did, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it anyways. Wade and LeBron. Wade never won Wade MVP. Wade didn't win MVP, did he? All right. <clears throat> yeah, strike. Um, all right. Let's go with, so it's got to be. I'll give you this. Another team in in state of Texas had one. Yeah, yeah. We got Duncan and Robinson. There you uh, go. So that's we're gonna two. go with Bird and Ooh, I don't know if who else with Bird would have won an MVP, maybe. You're correct. You just gotta name the other Mikhail? guy. Kale Parrish. Bill Walton. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you half a point for that one. <laughs> Okay, and Bird. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let's go west a little bit. Who is their rival? Who is the Celtics oh, yeah, rival? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Lakers, of course. Who are the yeah, players? We got. Uh, let's go back. We got Magic and Kareem. There you go. So that's four teams. Um, can we another team of that era? Oh boy, Detroit Pistons, maybe. No, yeah. oh, it wasn't the Bulls. Wasn't the Pistons. Uh, I don't think you have another. I don't, I don't think Stockton uh, did never win, right? Malone did, but I don't think Stockton did. But but his partner did team up with the player to get them uh, to uh, on the team. Whew. Oh 
Who did Carl Malone play besides with yeah, Stockton? He played with, uh, well, he played with the Lakers. Yeah, but who on that team had his MVP? Oh, Kobe. Well, what do you mean? Kobe had an MVP and so did Malone. Not when uh, when Carl Malone was on the fucking oh, roster. Crazy. It's Shaq. Hey, your rules are ridiculous. Thank God you you want an elementary school teacher, bro. All right. Anyways, feed me the rest. Tell them. Okay. Okay. So it was this one you weren't going to probably get. It was Kuzi and Russell, Big O and Kareem, Moses and Dr. J. Okay. These, those three I thought you wouldn't get, but Walton and Bird you got, Kareem Magic, Barkley, Hakeem, Robinson, Duncan, Malone, Shaq. This is the funny part. Shaq and Nash. Shaq and LeBron. Shaq and Garnett. Nash and Kobe. All right. See, yeah, that's see, that's a tough one to be able to use because the the rules on like if they went to another team. I get what you're saying though, but yeah, Shaq and basically anybody else that won an NBA. Did <laughs> <laughs> he play for like nine teams or whatever at the end? He did end up playing. <laughs> That is actually we played. I think I played that with uh, with. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah, we looked. Uh, he was like seven teams or something like that. It got it got pretty yeah. crazy at the end with the Celtics and yeah. the Suns and the yeah everywhere. So cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, I got a couple questions for you. So uh, multiple choice here. So which player has never won the, the scoring title? So uh, led the league in, in points per game. Okay. Uh, so which one is never? We got uh, KD, Steph. Dame Lillard or Dwayne Wade? I'm going to – it's got to be between Lillard and Wade. I'm going to say Wade. And Lillard, oh, it's Lillard. Yep, it's Dame. D-Wade won it in 2008. That's right. Yeah, You know what? For a second there, I said it. I'm like, oh, he played by himself for a couple of years. He definitely got a bunch of shots. Yeah, before so. Shaq came over, he was uh, he was chucking. Well, no, after Shaq. This is after oh, yeah. Shaq. No, oh, yeah, but no, yeah. he, was, uh, he was chucking it up for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one. Which player won four Defensive Player of the Year awards? Is it uh, Tim Duncan, Dennis Rodman, Ben Wallace or Dwight Howard? Who yeah. won? Four? Who won four of them? Dwight. Dwight. Uh, that is incorrect. Ben, ben Wallace won four of them. You know, I feel like in my mind, Ben Wallace like did not was not as great as he was, and I know he's a great. You defense gotta go player. back and watch some of that. Then he was. You know why it on is the defensive end. You know why it is? It's because every time I think of Ben Wallace, the only highlight that pops into my head was Kobe in a preseason game. This is like his rookie or second year. Crosses up somebody at half court again. In he this is when Ben Wallace was on Washington, and goes up and just fucking like jumps from the dotted line and just posterizes Ben. And that's the only image I have in my mind when I think of Ben hey, Wallace. Like, but I'll tell you what, he went up for the block though, right? Yeah, <laughs> that dude. Yeah, looking back at some of the tape and everything, and remembering, I uh, I could definitely see how he won for. He just was a selfless defender, uh, getting yeah. after it, man. So, yeah. All right, yeah. next one. Okay. So, who has played the most games in NBA history? We got uh, Kareem, we got Vince Carter, Robert Parrish, or John Stockton. John Stockton and. We got Robert Parrish. Oh, that yeah, God. 
Really, John Stockton never got injured. I figured he played in a gang of games. Yeah, maybe not enough. Uh... Damn, I'm over three. I'm over three. Redeem ah. yourself. You can get this one. All right. Okay. So, which player never won the Defensive Player of the Year award? We got Kevin Garnett, Hakeem Olajuwon, Bill Russell, or Gary Payton. Uh, Gary Payton won. Bill Russell had to have won. Who are the other two? Kevin Garnett and Hakeem, the dream. I'm going to go with Hakeem. And Bill Russell. Can you believe that? They must have just not had it back yeah, then. I think that's what it was, yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> they had it. I can't believe he wouldn't. But who knows? I mean, I wasn't watching his games. Maybe he was just... Well, no, because I think they also weren't keeping like stats of like blocks and rebounds and stuff like that. That's why his stats aren't as are skewed. And like something with like Walt, uh, Chamberlain uh, uh, yeah. and stuff like that. Bill, yeah. So that's damn. I went over four. I fucking no. Nah, you know what? We're gonna call that a tie though because I didn't do very well on mine either. How about that? We can call it a tie. We're equally as bad. Wait, are we saying that this game, so we both lost in mythical money or fi- fictitious money, and we both lost in our uh, in our trivia hey, game? This, okay? <laughs> this is a tough week for everybody. Wait. Uh, fuck. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you know Chris cheated and fucking bamboozled me with these questions. That's right. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, We'll be back next week with some more uh, entertainment for you guys. Have a good one. Have a good week. Peace out.